0: Welcome to my Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day to find deeper clarity into my own gifts and what my soul's purpose is in this lifetime, and I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me as I woke from walking asleep. The the nightshade. Your feet heavy, your feet stand deeper. Deeper than you know. Father than you go, this wild mother. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today I'm going to talk about my ceremony with ayahuasca this past weekend. And um, open my heart to all of the things that came up. But before I begin, I want to just let you guys know that this experience may be triggering for some. And I want you guys to proceed <laughs> with that in mind. And if at any point it makes you feel uncomfortable, it just means that you're not ready to receive what I'm saying. And I understand that completely. I just had chills. Sorry. I had to, had to breathe into that. I understand that completely, but I also know that this happened to me and for me and with me so that I could share it. And so that everyone else can kind of start feeling into what this possibly means in, in their own healing journey. So, uh, for me, this was my, um, 11th and 12th uh, journeys with ayahuasca. And the first night I, you know, I took my normal dose, which is a cup and nothing. I usually do not journey through the ceremony, which I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but for me, I have except for when I was in Costa Rica I always am present and fully sober for the ceremony which lasts about 5 to 6 hours and I just I am absorbed in the in the icaros and in like it's amazing it's like you're like in a concert although the room is pitch black you just feel are into the music and most of them are in other languages, but it just feels amazing just to be in the energy. And so in the past, I usually will start to go into the medicine. Um, I would say in the last 45 minutes to 30 minutes of the whole ceremony. So pretty much when she's closing up space with her the Icaros, um, and thanking the spirits, that's usually when when I step into my journey. And I mean, I have asked the reason behind this, you know, first it was maybe because I have been holding space for, um, other people that I've, um, introduced to this shaman. Then I was shown, no, that's not the reason. Um, then it was that I, even if I consciously don't think I'm holding space, there's definitely something that is keeping me from, from journeying during ceremony and, I, I was last shown that as the shaman is singing, she's building these. It looks like a kind of cocoon, no, a honeycomb structure around us and the room. And they were like, and you use this energy to journey when the cocoon is complete. So I was like, that makes sense. I mean, if I was shown that I don't have shadow work to do, so if I'm not needing the power of the Ikaros, which for those of you who don't know, ikaros are the songs that the shaman sings, and in it will start with opening up the, the space and calling in protection, and it goes through that for, for at least an hour, maybe longer, and then the next probably two to three hours is all about doing the healing on the body and doing the healing in 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 the person in the persons that are in the room and then the ending part is like the closing down and and thanking all the spirits that came. So I was shown that if I'm not going to do healing then I use the energy at the end of the ceremony to then go into my own cosmic galactic whatever journey. And I, you know, I had, I've had many conversations with my shaman about this and and she was like, okay, but I still think there's something you're not looking at here. And so this last ceremony, she said, why don't you come and don't tell anyone even like really don't tell anyone, just come by yourself and be, cause she holds space for many people. And therefore you won't know other people and you'll just be able to, let's see what happens. So the first night, nothing i took my same dose and i didn't journey the whole ceremony and i that was normal for me so i kind of was waiting towards the end of the ceremony like let's see you know absolutely nothing and then nothing the whole night not it was as if i didn't take the medicine and i mean then i got really into my head about it and i was like okay what what possibly could this mean am i abusing the medicine, and you know, I've been called to go, like, it's like every two months, it feels that I get the the call to it's time again. So I would never, it's usually not my mind that decides when I go, it just feels like, okay, it's time. And it feels like it in my body. But um, so I, I was like thinking, maybe that's it. And then the other thing that happened that week was um, I did my first psilocybin journey um, on a a full dose, which is three grams. And oh my God, it was such a beautiful experience, super heart opening. And I was able to do it with um, actually some of the tribe, which was even more special for me. And part of that for me, it was all about opening up my heart. And I've talked about this before, but opening up my heart to people and my physical experience. And that was so synchronistic that my neighbor, who's never brought me any lemons before, she brought me three lemons the day before my friends were coming into town and we were going to spend the day together. And with psilocybin, there's something called lemon teching that helps to activate the mushroom so that your journey is more, um, quick and to the point, And also there's no nausea behind it. So of course me, I was like, Oh, perfect. We needed three lemons and they came, they showed up out of nowhere. So that means that this is all aligned. And we went to the beach and Oh my God, we were just in heaven. We were kind of in this cliff area. So we got there like around three o'clock and We stayed for sunset and it was right before the full moon and we just absorbed. We waited for the full moon to be up above us and we waited and we stayed and we talked and we laughed and we cried and all of the things. And then when the tide came in, I felt and we all felt we were complete and it was just magic. So... But of course, this night in ayahuasca, I'm thinking it was too close to this um, ceremony because ayahuasca does not like you to be on any other medicine when you're committed to her. And for my shaman, she has a week for us to do a dieta before the ceremony. And this journey with psilocybin happened right at that week point. So of course my mind is all, all night. I couldn't sleep all night. I'm just like, and maybe I did this and well, what did I do here? And why? Cause I've never not journeyed. So I kind of worked up myself <laughs> and then, um, I even said, maybe I'm not meant to come back because the, there's two nights that you journey. And so the next night I said, maybe I'm not here to journey the second night. Maybe I need to take a step back and really reevaluate what's, if if I am really being called. And my shaman said, okay, let's take a step back. <laughs> Stop putting all of the these fears out there around it. Come back. We're going to try something different because this has been a pattern for me of not journeying during ceremony. So she said, let's try to, uh, a starter dose of half a cup about an hour before the actual ceremony. And then when ceremony starts, you'll do your normal dose. Now, this was the first, um, time of trying this. She has once before had me take, um, just a dose of ayahuasca before an hour before ceremony, but that's without any, um, DMT in it. And, Chakruna. so we tried that once before and it didn't do it change anything so but this time she said no you're going to take the full medicine half dose and then your normal dose an hour later because maybe it's you're just not activating okay so I'm like sounds good we'll try it I mean I don't know but I you know so uh I got I do this and I started to feel the medicine about, I would say, an hour into the ceremony, and here is where the um, the journey begins. I'm gonna first say that what came came up is something that I knew of in my my family lineage because about two years ago I did a healing session for one of my relatives and in that session and what was ready to be moved through her were things about other family members that obviously me as a person did not know but as the energy was ready to be moved and she was ready to be witnessed I would say I was there to hold the space for it. And so it's been two years since that happened. And I'm happy to report that, my God, it changed her. The, The healing, we just did one. And this trauma that had happened in her young years was so deep that it had been rippling out throughout her whole life through her health, through her relationships with her parents, through her relationships with everyone and even her children. And um, the power of moving something that's a trauma from your childhood and giving it light is so beyond, I think what we can even deem possible because it's almost like you trigger, I mean, in all of the the work that I do, you don't, treat the symptom, meaning the symptom of whatever is happening in her current day reality, it always goes back to you have to find the root of where this energy started. So it it ripples outward. So the last two years, she has been on such a healing journey, so much so that Um, she texted me yesterday and said, she wants to start, she said, she wants to start a blog, but I told her, I think you need to do a podcast or a YouTube channel, but she's ready to share her story. And with that energy, it made me see like this work that happened this weekend really set something free. So in my journey, fast forward to this last weekend, um, okay, I start feeling the medicine like normal and, but it's different because now it's not silent because remember in the past, I usually journey once ceremony is closed and I have the room is protected, but I have the energy and I, you know, I see the energy and I'm using the energy to connect with my other, my other dimensional selves. And it, but it's silent, so I can navigate that as I wish, and what as spirit wishes. But when the shaman is singing holy crap, it takes on such a intense vibration that you cannot escape it. Now, there are some moments where it's super chill and super loving and you just, oh, your whole body melts in it. And then she can like hit the gong and you're just like, oh, and your body just like, it's like a shock to the system. It's like you are on a a roller coaster. I always called ayahuasca the lazy river, but It is like you are at the whims of the ride and and the ride is the Icaros. So what happened is that when she got to the part where she's asking the Dr. Citos to do their healing magic on us, I started to get really agitated. And I mean, the whole time you're in ceremony, you don't say anything. You're in your own space on your own mat, though it's pitch black, you're not interacting with anyone else there. So even though in my mind, I'm like, stop, stop, like, I'm screaming, please stop. I don't say it, because I know, like, that would ruin other people's journeys. And I am here to get this work done. So it took me like, I would say, like, I don't know, time is irrelevant, but it felt forever to recognize that my resistance was something that needed to be looked at. And even though, duh, <laughs> in the medicine, it felt so physically uncomfortable that I just kept feeling like, why does she keep singing the same song over and over? And and these healing songs are very, the vibration is very agitating. Like it's, it feels like um, it's not peaceful. <laughs> it's not... Calming, although sober, listening to it, it's just a song. It doesn't carry the same um, healing properties as it does when you're actually in the medicine. But oh my god, it, it's it feels like like nails on a chalkboard. It feels like like someone's just scraping my spine, just agitating every part of me. And finally, I get the idea. Okay, wait. <laughs> Now I know what I resist is what needs to be looked at. So just let go, let go and let's see where this takes us. Like instead of being mad at the shaman because she she I felt like she was pinning me up against the wall and she wasn't letting me go until I went into it. And of course, when you're in your journey, you feel like it's all just for you. But in the ceremony, the next day, even one of the other journeyers said, I, I felt like you were in direct communication with Gabrielle and you were holding her to it because it was like she wouldn't let go. She would not let go. So finally, I let go of this. OK, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And I, and when I say that, it's not like I'm seeing anything and no visuals. I just felt agitated. So I let I decided, okay, just breathe. And I was just taking deep breaths and just allowing it to flow. And I remember my body kind of going back like this. And as I went back, this story, now I'm gonna relate back to this story of my relative. It all it felt like it came rushing up to me. And not her story, not her her journey of the story but the whole history of where this energy comes from so the energy is and I'm going to just put it out there and I am feeling I've asked if this is um okay to share with myself with you guys and I feel like it's important to share so this is where I'm just saying proceed with caution there is on my mother's side, uh many they had many her parents had many children, I think 7, and they were all ranging in many many different ages. So my mother's youngest brother was way younger than the rest of the siblings and he was my grandmother's last child. Um my grandmother had 7 children, but she had many many miscarriages and when she had this boy, Everybody said she babied him. Everybody said that she, he was the favorite and she, she coddled him a lot. And, of course, my mom, they grew up on a farm. And back in this time, there was no diagnosis of mental disability. And, and this boy, I be, well, I mean, yes, I was shown, had disabilities. And they were not nurtured. Um, and he was an open vessel to energies that were around him. And I would say that is the case even today. He is, a, I mean, an, an adult. I would say he's probably in his 50s, maybe yeah, mid-50s. And he has been involved with drugs, alcohol, and is... As I was shown an open vessel for energy and not always positive energy. Really, it's it's dense energy. And as a child, he picked up the energy of um, molestation. And as we all know, that doesn't just come out of the blue. That is conditioned behavior. And I had I mean they were showing me all of the aspects around it and all of the the reason of him being a very simple minded individual as a child didn't not only did wouldn't he know to speak something happening to him or know something was happening to him, but he didn't have the capacity to stand up for himself or to do anything as most children wouldn't. He, they felt, it felt like it wasn't a chose behavior, but the behavior chose him. And I asked, where does it come? Where did it come to him from? And, and although they did not give me clear, um, like visuals, it feels like it came from my grandmother. Now, my grandmother was raised by a uh, her mother who was an alcoholic, and I don't believe her father was ever in the picture she was meant she was i i think the oldest of her siblings and was like basically a child raising other children and I think was in a lot of dangerous situations but so of course abuse People abuse others, and this continues, as we all know, I believe, um, until it's seen and healed. Now, my grandmother has passed. My uncle is still alive, but he's never been in my physical life. I mean, I know him, you know, I've been around him, but I don't have a relationship with him, and not because of this, because no one in this family knows any of this. But what they showed me is that if, so as I went back, all of this memory, all of this stuff kind of flooded in and I was in ayahuasca when energy is ready to be released, you purge. And I had my bucket right there and I was like, okay, are we purging this? I understand. I knew all of this was there. Is it ready to be released? Because even in energy healing, it, It feels like it wants to move through and out. And so that's what I, in my knowing, that's what I was trying to do and help it move through. But then they were like, nope, you're not moving this out. And I was like, why? (laughs) And they said, because it's you. And it's part of you that you need to love and put in your heart and hold. And I was like, and it like, as I took that breath, it was like everything that... that it's so easy to separate from. And I'm talking ancestral lineage. When we separate from our ancestral lineage, you're denying who you are because it is literally you. It is in your DNA. It is in your energy lines. Even if it, I wasn't perpetrated upon, it. that action, the energy behind molestation is me. And they showed me the only way to heal this in my my lineage is to bring it into my vessel and hold it in my heart space as it's mine to hold so i did so i i i said okay so i pull it in and i i'm just holding it and 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 for me i we've talked about how i hold my light so then that just starts like really intensely happening and i it in in the medicine though it's so intense that almost it can bring you to a blackout because it's like You feel like you're being um, struck by lightning. It's that intense. (laughs) So I just held it, held it. And and they basically were like, okay, you've shown shown this compassion and love and you. Now it's yours. You're not getting rid of this. You're not purging this. You're going to hold it. And at that point, oh, I like, I'm just crying. I'm feeling like, like just... It's hard to describe, but it's like all of the, the pent-up energy behind it. After it was complete and I was holding it now, it felt like it was free. But even though it it didn't leave and it's still held in our DNA, they were saying that's how it's supposed to be. It's not something to just see and let go of. It's something to hold and honor in your DNA, in your lineage. And I asked, is this setting the people free that, number one, that perpetrated, and that also the people that were perpetrated against? (sighs) And as far as I know, yes. So when when my cousin texted me yesterday and said she's ready to share her story it was confirmation that there's light here now and it doesn't have to be hid anymore. And let me tell you, she did try to bring light to this as a child and she was shunned and denied and told she was lying. And I know that if this is living in my family, it probably lives in many families. And the lesson behind this was just that we are here to hold this stuff. We're not here to push, like uh, deny it or to be ashamed of it because that's, they were saying that's where it festers. That's where it has, um, it's almost like a mold that if it's not shown and held, like, like really held, like now I am envisioning that is me. So as this topic comes up, I feel as if I was the perpetrator, the victim, and the savior, all, all, because it is me. And I know that that's the only way to heal something like this. And I think that it was really time. I knew, I mean, it's not like I didn't know this was there. And even though I helped the person that was perpetrated against I never had any inclination to reach out to him and have no, never did that cross my mind, nor did I speak about it to anyone in my family because I felt like I'm going to heal the person that's ready for healing. And that's all I can do at this time. But as time has passed and the healing really has happened within my cousin it was ready. it was ready there's no more there's no longer a need to let it fester so let's think about this like in terms of like what it could be alcoholism, abuse um you know sexual uh, violence I mean there are so many things that get passed down in our DNA, and all of it, even though in our third dimensional reality, is terrible. It actually isn't. It's just another way for us to understand ourselves and others so that we understand what that vibration is. And the only way to heal and understand when to heal past a vibration or to ascend a vibration is to encompass all of it. Like I had gone through, I mean, most of my journey so far has been protection, protection. I don't want any darkness. I mean, if someone comes to me and there's darkness, I will work on it and I will do my best. But in general, I use a lot of protection and it's only in the healing of my heart and the breaking open of my heart that I was able to do this work. Because if this would have happened, let's say in my last journey a few months ago, my heart wasn't open yet. If you guys remember, My last journey, it was a lot of work on my physical body and it was at that um, solar eclipse and I felt like I had been rebirthed. And then through the month of December, so many things had changed. And then Richard asked me to marry him and I to accept that, like I was in a state of shock before I could accept like, this changes who you are and can you be okay with that? And then accepting that one piece opened me up to so many other things, more with friends and people in the tribe and allowing that to sit in my heart space versus keeping it as separate. So every single step along the last two months brought me to this moment. And really the the heart was open, but this was the chunk (laughs) that was like, okay, you're open. We're going to see how open. And then once it was there and it was held and it's being held, I'm not going to say it's gone. It is still there and it is part of me. But then I just got the message. Now you're ready to turn your light on. And I was like, what? And they said, you're open for business. You're open you're open, you're ready, like, and I thought like, oh, because I have been sh- kind of struggling with, am I really ready to move forward? Am I just still on the the path of sharing and not ready to step into a, a teaching role? Even if I'm teaching in these instances, to me, it takes it, it's another step to, like, let's say, do classes or whatever it ends up being. I felt this this kind of resistance, because could I hold that? Am I able to hold that space? And they showed me now I am now that I am able to hold the the darkest thing in my lineage. I'm ready to hold anything. And it was like, boop, the lights on. <laughs> and I just felt so grateful and in ceremony the next day all I could think of well okay so even though now the ceremony ended I still journey all night and oh my god I spent so much time going into each energy of each single person that's affecting my life in any way and just giving so much gratitude for that person reflecting back to me who I am and I even got to this point where I was like okay I can only energetically, I'm doing the work, but I also know I need to bring it down to the third dimension and and speak these things and let this person understand. And when I say this person, it was many people. Let this person know what is happening. This love space is growing so fast and so vast that I can't contain it and I need to share it. And that felt so good. It felt like just being freed. So then I wonder, this thread, this density that was carrying on my body, my shoulders, my life, was that part of why I was closed down? And is that part of why my whole family probably is closed down? And it feels so good to share love with people without having any resistance. And that's where I'm at. And I want you all to know it, It's it was intense, it felt like giving birth to something, but it was, it was giving birth to me and all of me, no matter what shadows are there. And understanding the reason I don't go back in my childhood is there's bigger shit to heal. And that was just my mom's side. I'm sure there's stuff on my father's side too that will come up when it's ready, But man, it blasted me open. And I'm just so thankful to be on this journey and sharing it with you guys. And I hope that there's a nugget in any of this that will help you guys dig deeper, really dig deeper, because we are here to hold it. We're here to bring light to it and acknowledge it as us, because it is us. Till I learn you learn it in to, in to, in to be a god.